John Curlish, Sherry Ellicker Show. Get ready, everybody. Kitties. Kitties, gather around the radio. Mom, change the station. No, too late there, Miss Miss. Here comes Sherry. Get on. Taste the biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. Okay. Taste the honey sauce. Taste the goodness of the biscuit with the honey sauce. Okay. Look at that honey uh-huh. sauce on me. Change the station. I don't like the way it Yes, I agree. Change the station. Rings. Diving in. Hey, 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 huh? Sherry? I'm here. Uh, yes, I'm here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just finishing up my solo, and uh, I needed oh, a minute to kind of, just, you know, I mean, it really, I <laughs> well. mean, takes it out of me you well you really get into it because the biscuit and the honey sauce you really get into it that's what happens there all right yeah speaking of getting into it let's do it oh why we have to start with this story but this is i guess a warning to everybody out there that uh look out if somebody attacks you with a pitchfork this is a farmer fight in stanwood man arrested for assault with a pitchfork Mm-hmm. Among the many things that you have around the farm, I would assume this would be one of the best moves to, you know, best items to take out would be the pitchfork. So according to Fox 13, the Stanwood farmer goes after a guy. Does he actually hit him with a pitchfork? He does. does he poke they him were, with it or just well, bonk him with that, it? Is he bonking, that, bonk him with it? That is a mystery. They don't know if he hit them ah. with a with a. Uh, the, the you know the clawy end of it or the, the wooden the business end. Jerry says <laughs> the business end. Oh, the business end. Okay, but they mm-hmm. were fighting over goats, and so what happened was the thirty nine year old uh, got mad at the at the twenty four twenty seven year old and hit him with uh-huh. a pitchfork first or swung at uh-huh. him. Well, the twenty seven yeah. year old punched him in the face, and then the thirty nine uh-huh. year old got him back by hitting him with the pitchfork. And he had to Bonk. have some kind of uh, medical intervention because of a head wound. But there's no indication which part of the pitchfork was used to create the head wound. I'm going to assume if you get hit with a pitchfork and it's not the business end, it was the bunk, you know, maybe just flatten it all out. Give the guy the credit. One guy's got a pitchfork. The other guy's just barehanded, swings the pitchfork, and the other guy hits him in the face. Did they explain what the fight over the goats was? Was specifically a, it was just no. a traditional goat fight that normally occurs on Thursdays in, in Stanwood? No, no goat details. <laughs> See, if I were doing this story, I'd be trying to find like, what were they what are they fighting over? See, this they're focused just on the weapon of choice, which, by the way, I'm sure Governor Inslee is going to do something about that to outlaw pitchforks. But as it is right now, we don't know why the update. Joe, Joe Mama, slow Joe. Yes, sir. See Joe if you can get the guy. See if you can get the guy with the pitchfork to talk on the radio. Okay. Uh, more specifically, our show. To see, maybe he's not allowed because of his lawyer or somebody told him, don't talk about it. But let's uh, put out a call to the man because I really want to know what the fight it was or about the goats. I do too. I love farmer well, fights. They were in the you far- barn. You love farmer fights? <laughs> farmer fights. Like there's are the enough best. of them to love yeah. them. Uh, they were in the barn together. So it was probably, maybe it was over the division of labor. Oh yeah. Specifically, the goats doing more labor than the guy, or is no? This maybe else? like he's we like can't no. Speculate. I, I... It's irresponsible, Sherry. Sherry, it's irresponsible of us to speculate okay. on the news. Our job is just to deliver the news with no opinion, straight down the middle. The who, what, when, where, why. Okay. Okay. Got it. 
So moving on. <laughs> okay, you know what? After you should, I was about to do a serious story, but now you, you, you did the thing with the, the farty sound, and now I have to change it up. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure we got the tainment part of the equation in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, Mara Vista Elementary School there in Burien uh, is in a little bit of hot water, or a lot of hot water, depending on how you measure water temperature. Um, they First of all, they had a problem where the principal got on there, and they were talking about uh, Equality Day. I know that one of the teachers there has recently decided that no longer female, now male. They sent out a note to the parents. Oh, by the way, I don't know the teacher's name. can't remember off the top of my head. But, you know, Mrs. Jones will now be Mr. Jones, just letting everybody know that. And then there were some other issues that the parents had with the school, and they wanted to be informed on some other things, and apparently the principal, you know, didn't really address those needs. The parents are upset. Uh, 50, more than 50-some percent of the kids there are minority. Um, the school gets about 50% of the uh, – 50% of the kids are proficient in reading. It's probably not surprising when you consider they might be, you know, second – English is a second language. About 60% proficient in reading at the grade levels. Um, but this is an example. Some parents are upset. And one of the other things that bothered them as well was the fact that they – so the day after Martin Luther King – uh, day on Monday, I assume they had off. Tuesday, they uh, have a book that they're reading to. How old are these kids? I think they're in fifth, fifth grade. Fifth grade, yeah. Fifth graders being read this book called A is for Activist. And uh, even the author of the book said, listen, the book's too political. You don't have to do it. But if you, you want to do it, here's the book. Even the author addresses the fact that it is political in nature. So then it always brings up the question, why are you reading an activist book to fifth graders what's the point of it and there's stuff in there that is political if you sort of see that it's it doesn't like capitalism um doesn't like people that use gasoline instead of solar um it uses when he gets the word t so they're walking basically he's walking you the author i think this is the author that might be a is for activist advocate abolitionist ally actively answering a call to action are you an activist? F is for feminist, for fairness in pay, for freedom to flourish and choose one's own way. J is for justice, yay for justice. Judging Jung, Juanita Hamal, justice for the janitors, justicia for all. Hmm. L, LGBTQ, love who you choose, cause love is true. Liber so it gets into this thing. You're fifth grade. How old are you in fifth grade? Like 11, maybe. Yeah, like really LGBTQ and then T, they get the T. T's is, T is for trans. So the question is always, why that book? Why do fifth graders? Why introduce political things to a bunch of little kids? What's the need? What's the purpose? Why do it? Those parents that are in that school, there are, there's no school choice in uh, the state of Washington because the Democrats don't want you to have school choice. By the way, it has swept across the country. I think now 23 states or more are going to have school choice available. That's where a parent could either get money as a voucher to send their kids somewhere else. Um, they get money, and then the money follows the parent, follows the kid, and follows the choices. Uh, increased charter schools, co-op supports for that. Just basically school choice. It is a positive um, uh, 
sign in the United States that more and more schools, school districts, states are offering school choice. It's a thing that parents want. They want to be able to send their kid to the school they want to send their kids to. So the parents in Burien that go to Maravista that perhaps don't have the money uh, to go to St. Francis Assisi, they uh, they're stuck. So they just have their kid in a school where they're, you know, being read books about notions of limited emotions. Celebrate with pride our links to de- of devotion. M. Megaphones marching, movimiento music. Hip hip hooray! It must be May Day. P. PPP March, pro pro protest. Okay, get the general idea. I uh, I feel so sorry for parents that don't have options, because so often if you're a parent of means, you could choose where you want to go, uh, take the kids out, send them to some different school, or move from the Seattle school district, move to uh, Sammamish and send your kid to a great school over there. That's what we ended up doing. But if you're stuck and you don't have the money, that's the school, and you really have no choice but to send your kid there. So I looked it up to see the closest Catholic school, being a Catholic school product, Sherry. I don't know if that's necessarily I'm damning a <laughs> Wait, fake that, praise all that the Catholic an, schools. an advertisement or a <laughs> reason to not do it? <laughs> St. Oh Francis Assisi Parish School right there in Burien. So, Joe, uh, I will help a parent pay for the tuition. I think it's 11000 bucks. I will I, if text, text in if you'd like your kid to go to St. Francis Assisi. If your kid is now going to Maravista, Maravista Elementary and you'd like your kid to get out of that school but you don't have the money, text uh, Joe over here and i will help you pay for it how about that nicole is gonna love that one just (laughs) (laughs) just explain to us why uh and why you'd want to go to saint francis of sissy you could text joe at the um let's do it over there the mucker shoot casino resort text line one triple eight nine seven three five four Seven six. If your kid is at Maravista Elementary, you don't like the politics, you don't like the indoctrination, it's my word, possibly not yours, and you want to send your kid to some school like St. Francis of Sissy, let me know. Text Joe, one 973 I'll help you pay for the tuition. And Joe, don't tell Nick, okay? You got it. Well, now, what do you, excuse me, what, what will you use as the criteria for selecting this? Because I imagine there'll be more than one candidate. I'll talk to them, see what their, what their feelings are about the school and what, how their kids are doing. Are they struggling? Just, you know, it's going to be up to me as to where I want to spend the money. Okay. Do I need a big criteria? I mean, hmm? well, we could make a contest out of it. God. No, then you got to get. No, then I got to get Cairo involved in the whole okay. thing. All right. and it's okay, gotta, you know, okay. Get people out I just thought it'd be fun. <laughs> we get the kids to come on and talk about how they want to go to a better school and all that. Oh, well, look at you! Look at you! Hold on, Keeny, Keeny, get get a get a load of Miss Idea over here. She's coming up with ideas all the time. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I no, just know. I don't get it either, Teeny. Okay. One triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Marcus Casino text line over here. Listen, I might have to get a little more specific on the on the criteria of it, but just text in. See, you know, I do these things, Sherry. Just sort of 
Not a lot of detail, <laughs> just, Yeah, I'm aware, yes. <laughs> big idea. I thought I'd just dump it on Joe. Not, not, like, not surprising me at all. Okay, good. <laughs> because, I listen, if, you, if the kid is in a school and you don't like it, and by the way, I encourage Maravista Elementary School to continue to advocate for political purposes. Keep doing it. Push hard. Go harder on this sort of stuff. Remember all that during the whole we hate police because police are all racist stuff in uh, 2020, 2021. And kids were, I forget school it was, they, they were reading a book called Something Happened in My Neighborhood about how these awful white police officers shot and killed a kid. And they were reading that to these kids. I think they were like in second or third or fourth grade or something like that. It's like, what? So any one of these schools that are pushing this stuff, do it. Do it. Keep going. And eventually you will see a greater decline in your enrollment. Don't hide it. Go all in. And then parents can go, what the huh? And then they can pull out, possibly co-op or something. Maybe somebody else. They can apply for scholarships at St. Francis. They can go some other school. Or they'll also push their legislators to support the idea of school choice. I don't know why Chris Reichdahl is so afraid of giving parents choice to send their kids to the school that they want to send their kids to. Why is it in so many states? I think it's actually more than 23. Why is it in so many states, but not in the state of Washington? Chris Rakedall spoke, I think, a couple weeks ago, big hour-long presentation about the state of the schools and stuff, and he spent the first, like, 30 seconds sort of taking shots at people politicizing public schools, how they they conservatives hate political hate public schools and hurting our public schools no it's just parents saying you know what i don't want my kids to be taught this stuff but i don't have any other choice i gotta go to that school i'm stuck in that school so let's see if maybe we can get some pressure but again to maravista and all those other schools out there that like to push the political stuff and you feel as if you're coming in there and no reason a fourth grader shouldn't be talked. No reason a fourth grader shouldn't learn about someone's, um, you know, uh, sexual um, desires. And why not start teaching that as young as possible? Go all in public schools and you will see what happens when parents actually have a choice. There. All right. Well, I imagine there's pressure from the teachers' union. They don't want to lose their votes, and so they don't want to encourage people to leave the school system. And so many people have already left that they're sure. trying to hold on to what they have. Right, because they realize that is when the the enrollment numbers decline, the money declines. So they're trying to hold it in there. They don't like the fact that parents pull their kids out and they go to other schools, they find other choices, and then they lose the money. So then the schools have to cut back. But if you want to indoctrinate young minds into the idea of socialism, which some of this book has in it, um, the last, I think the last letter in there is uh, Z. Uh, it's uh can't pronounce it right now off the top of my head. It's a Mexican right. activist group, activist. somewhat socialist, slice, slightly communist group of uh, uh, folks that have sort of risen up and they, they, they hate capitalism. But again, teach it. Schools go all in and then let's see the chips fall where they may and put the pressure on legislators to be able to allow people to send their kids to the school they want to. All right. Oh, there's going to be a big protest this week and we'll have to find out what the... Uh, police department's going to do about that plus also sports illustrated going out of business sad day god i right. love sports illustrated when i was a kid oh couldn't wait for that thing to arrive in the mail my brother and i would fight over it 
Uh, the reason they're in trouble is because they didn't tell anybody, but they had articles written by AI, gave fake bylines to the AI and produced these things. And they also produced content that was paid for by third party. They just were losing money hand over fist. And then eventually they said, oh, we don't have enough. we got to get rid of it. So Sports Illustrated, the great, I think it's in 70 years or something that thing's been yeah. around. But they, the, other, the other thing is that they also missed a payment of like two point some million dollars to the to the company that absorbed them. And they're like, we're not doing this anymore. We're not going to fund this. So there was a money issue. It's possible that they'll straighten that out. And but it doesn't look like it now. I mean, yeah, it's uh, everybody's it's gone. Great writers, everybody's- great, great photos, great writers. But they just, you know just it ended up being crap and people didn't want anymore plus also people don't read magazines like they used to anymore so maybe it's just nope. sad day goes away Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. don't forget the know-it-all quiz happens at 5 30 that's where one lucky person oh we already got we already have somebody maybe teeny? we do wow you and teeny working yeah, together on yes. that all right then. Wow. Okay, then no no shout out for that. Are people writing in saying they want to go to St. Francis of Sissy? Uh, one person asked if you could send his dog to a Catholic school. <laughs> Apparently their fetch is a little woke. All right. Good. I'm glad people are taking the offer so seriously. Thank you. See that does it just it just it, it crushes my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not over yet. Yeah. I mean, no, but Sherry, you want to have a contest about sending the dog to a Catholic school? No, I'm just saying okay. it's the day's not over. So well, there might okay. be people. Right. This is this is partially on you too, John, because somebody said, "Hey, uh, I'll I'll sign up to have my kid sent to Catholic school as soon as I'm sure that you paid Chris Sullivan his five thousand dollars." <laughs> some some right. doubt the the validity of room. the stash. It is tough room. Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's an ongoing thing between Chris Sullivan and I because I, I've always told him I need him to be the conduit, and he always seemed to be hesitating to be the conduit to the people, and then you know that then he always declares he is the conduit. So that's a whole other thing on that side. So um, let's see. I happened to mention yesterday there was a bunch of crows that were eating the garbage. Took a shot at him with my 22. Of course, I missed multiple times. Then everybody wrote in, "Oh, that's uh, they're an endangered species, or you're not allowed to do that." Or, you know, then people tell me how to kill a crow or something. And then Joe brings up, "Oh, don't do that." I'm telling you, these things, these crows, they're nasty, and they'll come after you. They'll memorize your face. They'll they'll dox you. They'll go into your bank account. Um, it'll be like you're living in Canada or something. Here's a guy. <laughs> crows go after this guy in Singapore. What's happening? I was walking my dog. Across the yeah. car park, then suddenly one just flew over just above my head, trying to attack me. I was a bit scared, yeah, yeah. Then I quickly go under the block. That was the first time. The second time was in front of my block. A few days ago, I had a crow fly over me once or twice, but it was weird behavior because you know it flies really close to your head. I've been staying here 30 plus years, and I have not seen this behavior from the crows before. They usually avoid humans and fly away when we walk past. Wow. After the weekend, Apparently. I was coming back from school. Uh, then the crew suddenly came by. So today I was thinking about avoiding the pathway, but I clearly forgot. When it happened, I was kind of scared. Ah. Mm. These, in the video, you can't see it obviously, but the yeah. crows are dive bombing. I, I thought of calling the town council. Yeah. But then I 
thinking of like what what if they catch and what catch them and kill them. That's why I I I don't want. Yeah, catch them and kill them. Uh, yeah, there's a, story, a whole bunch of stories about people that the crow will remember, like they actually have funerals for the crow that they kill. They all gather around and talk about how it lit up a room or something. And then they they like look at the crow. They kind of peck at it for a little bit. Sometimes they'll get on top of it and do the nasty, which is really weird. Um, oh, and then necrophiliac crow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they're like, okay, let's find out who did this to, to Bob. And then they look around and then they, they memorize your face and then come after you. So thanks for the warning from everybody about, you know, doing anything nasty to crows. And then I also happen to mention that who's living out here, we've got almost three and a half, four feet of snow, didn't have any water for about four days. So I was taking snow, melting it, boiling it, and then using it. And then you guys were like, oh, what about shower? What about showers? And it's like, oh, please, you know? Um <laughs> I want to mention something about the crows because I think it's really important. Oh, back to the crow, yes. The crows have a seven, they have the reasoning power of a seven-year-old. Not that that's saying a lot, but it's better than than most birds. And they'll Uh, remember your face for five years. How do they know that? Because they did research at the University of Washington, as a matter of fact. They exposed this wild crow uh, Uh to this dangerous kind of mask. and. And then they 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 trapped these these crows while they were wearing the masks. They they uh, banded them and then let them go, and so mm. they could tell which crows came back to haunt them. And huh. there were there were like a gang. They'll first cry out that like signals the gang members, and then they come <laughs> and they go after you and they follow you around. They will for five years. They can do that. Yeah, so okay. you get scolded, and then it's it's the mob. You know, it's John you know Gotti and his flock. I'll take them on. I'm going to be that kind of guy that if and if they want to memorize my face for five years, that's fine. And I'll I will gladly battle them because they're a big pain in the butt. They get. <laughs> you know, that's not it. It's a P- I have a PTSD response to it now, Well, Sherry, then don't now agitate another- them anymore. If you're going to do that, then you, you, you're ready for more crows. They'll line up on the wires, and they'll come and get you in the middle of the night. You know what? <laughs> what? Bad choices make for great stories. I'm taking them on over this weekend. It's just going to be lookout. Armageddon. Uh, okay. And then also the story, Joe, do you have the sound that apparently uh, wreath wreath. Reese Witherspoon put up something on TikTok about how she went out and got some snow and then she made herself some sort of drink, some hot toddy or something with snow and everybody made fun of her because you're not supposed to eat snow. I don't know what she ended up saying about it, but here she is talking about the incredible, wonderful, delicious drink she made. Okay, so we got a ton of snow over the past few days. We decided to make a recipe. So first we scooped the snow into cups and we added salted caramel syrup Mm-hmm. and some chocolate syrup, just because we like how they taste together. And we put it on top. Uh-huh. And then we decided to add some cold brew just to have a yummy coffee flavor. Oh that's so good. Okay, I know what to call it. A salted, snowy cappuccino. <laughs> a snow, salt, chocuccino. There we go. 
And, of course, you put something on TikTok, then everybody responds saying it's disgusting, you're gross, it's horrible, don't eat snow, you can get sick if you eat snow. So we found out that if you do, there are some people, NPR says, if the snow is falling and you do want to go out and eat snow, let the first hour of snow fall. And then if you want to eat any snow after that, eat the stuff off the top because it's less likely to have a whole bunch of poisonous toxins because the snow falls and the flakes fall. It kind of catches like a scrub brush any sort of pollutants that are in the air. So the first you know, hour of snowfall scrubs the air and then the next layer of it or whatever you can get is actually not as toxic. <laughs> That's the first layer of snow. Is that basically it? Yes. The rule of thumb is to wait until it's been snowing for a while so there are fewer pollutants in the air. And if you do eat it, make sure you do so in moderation to avoid illness. That is according okay. to Jennifer Johnson, who is a physician. I wonder how much moderation of snow eating is there. Whoa, I know my limit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm driving. Uh, no more. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a two snow cone guy, and then after that, just look out, look out. Uncontrolled diarrhea and stomach cramps and everything else. We boiled it, Sherry, to make you feel better. Gathered it all up, boiled it, then we used it to uh, make stuff with, okay? Okay. Diarrhea. So. Life in the country. <laughs> Life in the country. Where we're fighting, fighting crows and eating snow. Diarrhea. <laughs> okay, Joseph, Joe, why is Jacob in here saying that? I have no idea. Okay, good. I, the number of people writing me with crow stories, Sherry, is crazy on this. Okay, on this. This, uh,. Facebook page. Plus, some guy sent in a. I guess he's, he's he sits up in um, a crane, and a bunch of crow, a crow is attacking him. So then he decided to write a song and sing the song to the crows. And I just started to listen. I just sent it over to Joe. But wow, man, more people have crow stories. I don't want to tell you what they what the answer is. It's so many of them because you're gonna have a big problem with it, Sherry. But um, oh, sorry. Yeah, you, you don't you don't want to hear it. Science journalists break down the three ingredients required for adults to have fun. Oh, good. Scientists are telling us how to fu have fun. What are the good doctors telling us, Sherry, in order to have fun as an adult? Well, apparently what comes out in this article is that people are hiring fun coaches. Oh, my God. Because they can't figure it out for themselves. But this particular woman says that the... The problem breaks down to a couple of things. One is that we okay. have this pressure to succeed. So that mm -hmm. becomes our number one priority. We always are worrying about work, getting work, making sure we're doing our work, that type of thing. And you have a lot of guilt if you're not productive. So you're busy, but you're unfulfilled. True fun takes three things. It takes three things. This is true Play fun. True fun. Okay. Playfulness, connection, and flow. Mm. Um, fun is fragile, she says. So it's like a sensitive flower. And once you become uh, overthinking it, it it's going to uh -huh. fade away. So think about things that you did as a kid that were fun. Try to do things that, you know, you think is um, are in the moment. They say social media is a really bad thing for fun because yeah. – in this, you're in the middle of having a good time and everybody's doing something and all of a sudden, oh, let's take some pictures and let's do it on Instagram. You know, and it, <laughs> it's just, it, all of a sudden everybody has to freeze or do something else or they feel like they're performing and that is a fun killer. 
You know, I talked to my sister the other day. We, I don't know what, got on the subject of being weird and being kids. We were talking about, because she listens to the show and how mom and dad just let us raise ourselves after the age of 10. And she said, you know, all the weird stuff, like we'd be out playing and you were so afraid that if you went in and went to the bathroom, that when you came back out, whatever fun was happening, the fun would be gone. Like, because it was, it's sort of this very, very nebulous moment where all of a sudden we're really having a lot of fun. If you're catching frogs or building forts or running around playing freeze tag, and then all of a sudden you got to kind of run into the house, go to the bathroom and come back out. She goes, remember you used to like, you were like eight or something and you, because we were always running with a bigger crowd. And if all of a sudden you, you sense that the, it was really fun, and you didn't want to leave because you came back, and then it wasn't fun anymore. You would just wet your pants, so you were just constantly just well, going that's to the bathroom. Fun. And- <laughs> that, boy, that's a lot of fun, especially for everybody else. I peed my pants, you. and I don't wear underpants. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was young, but that's that. Eight's not show- that young to pee your pants. I mean, eight, eight's eight's a little old to pee your pants. If you want to keep fun going. Okay, so you keep fun going by saying, I'll be right back. You run in. No, pee. no, because every time you left and you came back, everybody was, the, the game had changed. and The fun was gone. I started to realize I am the nuclei. Remember learning about the cell and the and the thing in the middle of the cell, the, 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 the power source of the cell? The conduit? The mitoc- mitoc- mit- micro- mitochondria, whatever it was. That's who I was. I was like the, <laughs> I was like the, I was like the center of the cell. Mitochondria. The f- Thank you. Mitosis and meiosis. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Why don't you pee in the bushes, by the way? Oh, it's such a great question. That's, I ask myself that every day. <laughs> yeah, how we're did you not, think we're we not, were not going to get stuck on the peeing the pants? We're not, how we're did you not think going we, back. No. Yeah, you ta- know we would get stuck on that. This is a safe place, this, these airwaves, for people to, and whether it's me or me to tell stories uh, of my childhood that other people will be able to relate to. And then that, that's what creates the community. And that's what makes it fun. Like for instance, we've moved the sleepover party till Sunday, Sherry, to be out in the tiny chapel for the magical winter sleepover. That was my uh, compromise with Nick. Because it's too cold now? Because uh, people are coming overnight, and then got some friends coming over Saturday. So Sunday is going to be the day that we trudge out across the lake, the frozen lake, and into the tiny little chapel where it'll all be magical. Magical. Well, you could invite the people to join in the sleepover. What are you going to okay, do I- if you have to? What are you going to do if you have to pee there? <laughs> you just pee your pants. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Uh, Andrew, mark the time, please, and the date, because that's the last time I share anything personal okay. about my... Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, mark that. And we'll go back to it uh, probably within, I don't know, 15 minutes? All right. <laughs> <laughs>